You're listening to yet another episode of Generation Zenial. You know, one day I'm going to look up ahead of time to see what number episode we're on. So I'm going to be like, this is episode number. I'm doing it right now. I'm guessing this, 18. This is a live take. No, it's either 18 or 19. 19. This is episode 19. We're up to 19 episodes. 19 episodes. And we only missed a couple weeks because we were, you know, holidays. We got holidays. We were busy with snow days and taking care of kids. And I feel like... For a, a podcast that you just said, hey, let's do. And if you get to 19, if you get to 20, I'm like, wow, we did, we did something. <laughs> it's like, that's yeah. commitment. Yeah, we are. At least we're committed. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, anything, if anything, we are committed to, to meeting once a week and, and doing this podcast. I, I can make a dad joke there. Like, or you could be committed. Uh, that is a dad joke. Yeah, that is a dad joke. Sorry, because my dad used to say it. It's, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was something like that, you know. What's always funny because, like, growing up in East Hartford, in Hartford, we had Asylum Street where the asylum used to be. That so, has, you know, yeah. That's you know, right for easy built in jokes right there. You know, and then the radio station always talked about Asylum Street and had promotions on the bars on Asylum. Uh, they tried, you know, because yeah, yeah. it, it was the, it was the, you got uh, to use what you got. So. The, alt, the alt rock station. No, no, that was the hard rock station that was always doing that. You gotta, you gotta use what you got, and if you have an asylum street, you gotta, you gotta lean into that. You know, if you are the Hard Rock station in a in a city that's still that's independently owned at the time, and playing off of CDs, like they're still playing off of CDs in early two thousands. Remember independent radio stations? <laughs> I do, sadly. Those, I mean, those were a thing. Yeah, one hundred six point nine in Hartford was like the last holdout in our region. That was still like an independently owned. They didn't have the big computer server system. They were, literally were playing off of CDs, and you knew that because once in a while the CD would skip. That's awesome. And they would come in and be like, "Yep, see, we're still we're still playing it live. <laughs> we're still old school. This that's, is not. That's why we're so terrible. <laughs> that's not, no, they were great not though. A, yeah, I know. Mean, yeah, but that's they, why they had yeah. technical issues. That's not a very good argument for um. You know, but but we're, there was no other station where like, hey, it's seven o'clock. We're gonna play like forty minutes of Metallica now, because we can. You know, yeah, we we're not we're not mandated by our bosses to play certain music. That's you know, is is the eight eight, 8 p.m. heavy metal hour? Well, it was all heavy metal all day, but you know, they'd be like, this is the Metallica hour, and just like, okay, we're gonna play Kill 'Em All the entire album because we can and. We're going to do that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think the local rock station around here, it does do that, but it's like sometimes at like 11 o'clock at night. Like, oh, yeah. When you're, anytime that when you're really in bed already. Listening. It's more like, you know, maybe like a Sunday, Sunday <laughs> afternoon or something. Three o'clock like in the three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's how they all do it now. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do like I just heard I was listening to the radio the other day. I do occasionally when I don't feel like having to pick a song for my kids in the car. I'm just like, I'll just put on the radio so we can hear music. And they're like, oh, yeah, if you're a local band, send us your stuff in. And then we, we'll do the local band hour. You know, they have like the local band hour. Like, something. I know, but it's like PLR used to do it on like 8 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, uh, Sunday night. You know, it's like, oh, we'll play one hour of local music at 8 p.m. on Sunday. Okay. It's like, oh, I know at you're trying. But I don't even on. think we have anything like that around here that, yeah. that I know of. I'll be honest with you. the The moment I noticed that I was felt like I was getting older was when I realized I stopped listening to music on the radio a lot more. And that was, you know, I started listening to NPR more on the radio or, or talk shows, or because I was like, you know, you get to a certain age and like new music is just doesn't appeal to you anymore. It's not made for you, and it's just like, and I've heard 
all the other songs that I like so many times. And if I want to hear a song, it's at the you just put it on. It's at the tip of my fingers. Like I can I can listen to basically any song I want to anytime right. I want to now. So yeah, that's when I was like, oh, now I I basically just listen to like NPR and left wing radio, and then I once in a while I hate listening to right right wing radio on the on the rides home when I can get it. Luckily, um, it's weird. I can't really get that much right wing radio like I used to. Um, this doesn't come in the uh, like it, like it used to. Um, I can get it around like the Poughkeepsie area, but once I get like halfway to Poughkeepsie to Kingston, it doesn't come in anymore. Which is oh. funny because the left wing radio. I can get from like halfway to Kingston to Poughkeepsie. <laughs> so I got to switch over to left ring radio to right ring radio. Cause we got radio Woodstock and, uh, and another independent um, radio station, which I don't know the name of that plays like um, Tom Hartman. Mm-hmm. And there's another guy I can never remember his name, but he's a big like labor guy. That's why I like to listen to him. We, uh, um, you know, going off like, well, yeah, I listen to either NPR in the car or I mostly listen to podcasts. Honestly, it's, just like put on the phone and listen to my podcast that I downloaded already. Um, yeah, the so radio, the, the radio is like me. the backup. The, the radio is the backup with the kids. Like I just don't want to listen to the news right now because kids are in the car and I'm just gonna put on. <laughs> you don't want to depress your kids. And I don't. And I don't want to listen to you know Believer for like the one millionth time because that's what my kids want to hear. Which it's and it's not a bad song. Like it's a good song. Like they're good. Imagine Dragons is a good band. Like their music is good. But, you know, when your kids can only know, like, five songs, and that's all they always, always ask for, it's like, guys, there's more songs. Then yeah, then, the, then once in a while, though, they'll ask for, like, like Queen that. or something, and I'm like, yes, let's put on Queen. You just feel like you can listen to the same thing or watch the same thing over and over and over and over again, and for some reason, it never gets boring, and you, you well, just kind of stick to what you like when you're that age. It's true. I mean, so, but going back to, like, you know, listening to the same music that you listen to when you're younger, I a couple years ago, I heard, you know, they, they people talked about that. It's like, the fact is that you know we tend to the our musical taste gets locked in during like when we're 12 like that's our like 12 to 14 like whatever we're listening to then that's our like for the rest of our life that we end up listening to um i guess i'm i'm an anomaly then because i don't don't remember what i listened to i guess like that was a lot of like alt rock yeah back in the day i mean i still do like rem i listened to a lot of them in like early high school middle school but it's like anything um, that you were listening to when you're an adolescent, basically, when you're coming of age, that kind of like locks into like what you identify with as like your music. Blues Traveler fan. <laughs> I used to love Blues Traveler. They were like my second favorite. You know, remember like the Columbia CD gimmick yes. there? That yeah, that's I got I got their whole like backlog after four came out, and that came out like 96, 94, 95. Uh, so yeah, it was around like maybe like 15, 16. Mm. I remember getting like their whole like like back catalog of like albums and like it was a huge Blues Traveler, huge Dave Matthews Band fan. And I really don't listen to Blues Traveler anymore. I haven't heard oh, the last album I got was the one. I don't remember the name of the song. To be honest with you, so we're not going to get to it. But when I when I was at Columbia Records, I just was like buying all the classic rock albums because I was getting into like all the classic rock at the time, like you know, Credence and Yes and all that stuff. Cream. Like I was discovering yeah. like, oh, this is really good music. Great music, music back in the day. Oh, it's so good music. You know, it's like actually like listened to a really good uh, video about uh, protest music and mm. um, how you know the, the '60s and the, the early '70s had a lot of good protest music, and we didn't really get that in our generation. Like we got a little bit during like the Bush early like Iraq War type deal, but I guess like the biggest hit there was like Green Day's "American Idiot." Like, yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to argue with that fact with you, actually. I think there's a lot more protest music out there that we don't recognize as protest music. Yeah, it's maybe a lot more subtle. Um, well, I'm going to I'm going to say it because like, but it's we, not it's, it, does, it doesn't of... win anybody over. Right. Because the idea behind music now and this has a lot to do with capitalism is the idea that you need to make everything mainstream to get popular because the things that's going to get popular is what's going to make money. And um, you saw it like like the Dixie Chicks, what happened to them? Oh, like, yeah. You, you start speaking out against things that like half the half the population doesn't like and you're going to you're going to it's going to hurt you financially. So but I'm going to go back to the early days of hip hop and rap. Like a lot of that is protest music. You think yeah, about N.W.A. That was, that's protest that music. Years ago, though. Right. But that's still yeah, but that was, that was while we're years ago. All right. Um, like, think about think, think about the past 10 years. Think, like, what kind of protest music? I mean, Eminem, a couple songs. There's stuff out there. It's just it, like you said. It's, one, it's, but it's not, not popular, right? It well, doesn't hit. It doesn't hit mainstream. It doesn't hit the mainstream. It's not getting. It doesn't hit the. It doesn't hit the white mainstream. Maybe That's my not, point. But... That's my point. It's it's what we grew up as with listening to protest music. Those were all white bands that got played on white radio and got promoted. A lot of the newer protest music is more hip hop, and talking about. It's fine. Wait, wait, but it's, but it's but not, it, it doesn't, doesn't get promoted it doesn't seem the same like it gets way. Pushed like it used to. Maybe no. that's has to do with race, but it, well, also, and it also has to do with like, you know, also think about the way go kind of going back to where we started this conversation with independent radio. You know, everything is a corporate radio now. You know, exactly. MTV, for, MTV doesn't play music anymore. Um, and then when you talk about radio, you know, it's all it's all programmed by somebody, and they're just looking for we're just going to program music that people we know like, and they don't take no one takes risks playing new music anymore on the radio. Or so, they get paid to play. <laughs> or they get, you know, there's pay to play. There's one person that's programming 10 stations. So there's no diversity between stations across five states because the same person is programming all those stations. Okay. So you don't you don't get that uh, same uh, underground swell of like, hey, I like this track. We're just going to play it. You know, <laughs> today, Vanilla Ice would never be a thing today because no one would ever flipped over to the B side and played Ice Ice Baby. Cause like that's how he got famous. Like someone just like, hey, let's play the B side, and people liked it. Like that wouldn't happen today because there's no place for DJs at a local station to make their own independent thought about what the local culture is into and play the local music. Like that just doesn't happen. Yeah, like Woont there it is. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what Woont there it is, is like <laughs> it, was a, it was a phenomenon in, in, in the in the mid nineties. There, Ooh, like there, there was a huge is. Woont there it is movement in the nineteen nineties. But that was a that was a that was a strip club song. It was, and that and that's where that's where it came out of, and it, it somehow got got popular and started getting played and, and next thing you know it's like a, it's like a worldwide or at least north american phenomenon it all goes sure went strip clubs doesn't the thing was that song was huge yeah it was huge it was everywhere and there was variants of it you know because but yeah everything is so manufactured now and everything is so like algorithm based and and performance based that it's it is it's it is hard to get that kind of sound out there that kind of message out there nowadays because if it doesn't appeal to the, the masses it's just not going to get heard i mean i'm sure it's out there but it's like i said it's just not in the in, in the mainstream yeah and, and the other part of it i always wonder is you know we growing up we look back at protest songs of the 70s and we see that they're protest songs and we well, they're, can, they're we, quite obviously protest songs, right? But like, like always, there's no doubt that "Eve of Destruction" is a protest song. I, I always, I always or just a fortunate wa- song. Or... I just always wonder. Well, 
apparently not everyone understands that Fortunate Son is a protest I, I song. I swear that was a troll. Like, <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, like, Donald Trump used Fortunate Son as, like, one of his, like, Campaign songs at rallies. rallies. Or, like, yeah. like when, he landed, when he landed his plane, like. And yeah, I he, swear, someone someone in his administration was just trolling him and being like, oh, yeah, well, like, yeah, they, they, everyone loves this song. We'll use it. And, like, for the no sound guy's nephew. To, and <laughs> he never listened to the lyrics. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's a popular song. Like, I like the tune. And, yeah, we'll, we'll use that. And, and people people were like, and it was the same people with, like, singing, like, Killing in the Name of. And, like, um, not understanding the conservatives, way. <laughs> conservatives using, like. Um, there you go. There's protest music they, right there. Yeah. Yeah. And that, but that's 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. still 90s. Like, like, I'm trying to think of anything like that compares to like in the past 10 years. You're right. There's nothing like mainstream. I mean, I know there are stuff out there. In fact, a couple years ago, of course I, there's stuff out there. I, I, you have, I, to, I, you have to really go look for it. Right? I worked it's on a podcast that talked about this. Like, I worked on a, po- a whole podcast episode with somebody else um, that I edited where they, the and we interviewed uh, um, a, a current artist talking about protest and resistance music. Like, that was the whole genre of the episode. Um, so it is still a current thing, but like you said, it's not as mainstream. It's not, I'm not as saying in your it's face. Not out there. Of course, people are still going to make music. Like and the thing with like you know, Rage Against the Machine too. It's not going to get the play that it used to. Yeah, and, and and the only way you get it played is if it's more subtle. Like you know, Beyonce gets stuff played because it's, she's Beyonce and she oh, makes Beyonce. one protest song. Right. You know, so she made like one song. You know, but again, even still, she made it, but we don't all listen to it. It's not as played. It's not. It's also you know. <laughs> Here's the other thing about the diversity of media. Like, go back again. Go back 30 years. Go back 40 years. There weren't as many media outlets there. There weren't as many choices for you to get consume your media. So, you know, you have your supergroups out there, and if they just start, you know, CCR and and uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young start making protest music, it gets played because they're already well known, and they start playing it because there's only two radio stations in your neighborhood that you can listen to, anyways. Um. Even in the early days of cable TV, you only had 30, 40 channels. MTV still played music on it. So, well, yeah, you know, when, when Rage Gets Out, they're playing Killing the Name of on MTV and they're making money off of it. But now we got cable packages with hundreds of pa- you know channels. You have Spotify and Apple Music where you can just listen to whatever you want at the drop of a hat. So you don't have to, you know, when something drops, you know, someone comes out with a song. And because we don't, we're not in the position where we have to, we're forced to turn on the radio and listen to whatever the radio plays. We're not forced to listen to it in a sense. But also, isn't it funny that we like, like we do have more options, but those options are coming from less people. Does that yeah. make sense? I know. I totally, you know, you that, have... that, that's a, <laughs> that, that's kind of a weird, like, oxymoron, at, isn't it? Look, we, just subscribed to, we, we just subscribed to, we just subscribed, subscribed to discovery plus, which has like, eight or ten brands under discovery you know it's right. like discovery tlc science channel food network cooking channel yeah, you know who are, they owned, who are they owned by they're owned by one of the big conglomerates i mean media i mean there's really only what three or four or five maybe it's five like, really big um like outlets for for we have disney you have um, nbc universal nbc universal viacom paramount oh paramount is owned by viacom right? oh yeah no paramount owns viacom yeah. So they're Sorry. all the same. So Disney, uh, NBC Universal, you have uh, Paramount, Sony. And when you're talking about uh, Sony doesn't own 
networks per se, but they own studios that produce yes, a lot do. of things. So they, they produce a lot. and when it comes to music, they own a lot. Cause like, you know, you think about it, Sony makes Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. They, they own those properties. They just sell it to a subsidiary like Disney. You know, those are magazine shows that get purchased by somebody else. So, um, I know there's the other one I'm missing. I can't think what it is right now. I haven't taught one one in six Comcast? years. So. Um, so, well, that was part of the NBC deal. That's right. They just, that's right. They just got bought, right? That well, was that, was, that was a while ago now. Well, say like 10 years ago. Jeez. Well, time flies. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, what is the other one? Um, I, uh, I can't think of it. But yeah, it, oh well, it used to be Fox, but Fox got bought by Disney. Fox got bought by Disney, but the Fox still owns the they still TV own their channels. They own right. television, but they sold all their music, all their um, movie property. Right. So you, you're yeah, like you said, we have more choices to view things, but we have less people telling us what we can view. Let's and then see. and then on the tech side, you know, you have Google, Google, Apple, and something Facebook. You know. <laughs> It's like Google, yeah, Apple, yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Google, Apple, Facebook, and Amazon control everything else. Yeah, it's a crazy late stage capitalism. We, we, well, <laughs> it's we've gone back to monopolization, and we've gone back to the, the you know the the robber baron era. Basically, you know, this is like we're going back to Rockefeller and Carnegie Mellon, yeah. um, where you have all these very wealthy people that ha- control so much. And it's going to take another effort, just the, way, the same way the railroads and the steel got broken up. The the big tech and the media companies need to be broken up as well. And that's yeah. Remember you know, when all the tele, tele, it's tele, coming. telecom companies all got broken up? Oh yeah, when Ma Bell got broken up, and yeah, all then sudden, they just all they're now they're and they all just came back, back together. together. Yeah, because yeah, like it broke out. Now we have SNET and we have this, and then all of a sudden, oh, we're all back part of AT and T again, and it was like. Someone thought that was a good idea, and 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 taxes are lower, so they're making even more money than they than they were yeah. back when they were when they were super huge corporations. It's like there's pro. I, I see the pros to having, like when it comes to technology, anyways, the pro to having, you know, say if you're in an ecosystem, it's easier for all your stuff to work together if you're all Google or if you're all Apple, just because all your stuff works together. Now the downside is, one per one company is controlling all of your things. Yeah, and when they start controlling things like um, social media and you know right. your access to information, that's that's when it comes becomes like kind of scary. Yeah, when Facebook owns Instagram and uh, WhatsApp, that's where I start having problems because now it's like, oh, I'm gonna leave Facebook to go to Instagram, but it's still all the same algorithms behind the scenes. You're just right. doing. Um, and in a different way. And I think they would try to argue that the consumers actually control that, but we we all know that that's not that's not the way things work. No, their their, their algorithms are designed to promote things that make you mad, so that way you stay engaged longer and stay on the platform longer, so they can sell ad, more ad revenue to right. their people. And the problem is, once you become, I've realized this: once you become a publicly traded company, then unfortunately, all it's always about how do I make more profit. How do I make more profit? Because your shareholders need you need you to continue to make more profit, more profit, more profit. Exactly, and that's you know that's the problem with late stage capitalism is that um, I've had this argument with somebody in the past on Facebook. It was like, well, the the, the corporation's job is to look out for the shareholders. And I'm like, yes, that's the problem because <laughs> the shareholders aren't the majority of the public, right? Especially right. The, the I mean, how, I mean, they say only about fifty percent of the people actually even own stocks, and you know how how many of that percent own the most amount of stocks? 
very few, very few amount of people actually own the most amount of stocks in this country. Oh yeah. And it's like, yeah, I own stocks through my retirement fund and, right. and through an IRA that I opened up. Um, yeah. But you get people, you get these bootlickers who are like, it. Oh, well I, you know, I, my, my, my stock portfolio went 150% under Trump. And it's like, well, that's great. But you know, you know, you, you might've made like a couple hundred thousand dollars on your retirement. Maybe is because it, is, maybe which, which that's though, you don't know what's going to be at the end of it. But exactly. at the same time, you know, there's people who made billions of dollars off this and like for, for nothing, basically. And right. that's they're the ones who are like really benefiting. And they're the ones who are going to be able to control everything. And you're just like, well, I, I'm doing better, too. And it's like, no, yeah, no. but you're not <laughs> like I can see my stock went up, but I can't like. You know, my retirement and my IRA, I can't cash those out until after I'm 65. Right. So it sounds, <laughs> like, it sounds good, right? It sounds, oh, yeah. My hey, oh, look at that. But, um, that's why I'm in like the I for my IRA anyways. And, and this this is the thing. You know, my parents always said, like, I wish they wish they knew more about stocks when they were younger. And, like, it's something they don't teach you about in school at all. Unless you take, like, a finance class in college and all yeah. this stuff. Like, you don't know anything about the stock market. It's Mr. Even they don't know how the stock market works. Let's be honest here. But yeah, I I'm still under the impression that the stock all the stock market stuff is actually like just fake. It's mumbo jumbo. It's just it's, like yeah, it's just it's like witchcraft. random people putting in numbers and being it like. Totally is. I mean, no, it's not. I mean, to a certain extent, it's really not. But at the same time, it, it is kind of it is kind of random. It can be it can be highly manipulated. But it's putting um, value into something that ha you know it's. In it's, some ga cases, it's it's gambling. It's basically yeah. gambling. We've had this argument, I think, on before, yeah. especially when the, the whole um, GME thing is going on. It's oh, yeah. it's it's basically it's 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 gambling with with corporations and, and there's definitely ways to manipulate it um, but saying this percentage of this company is worth this much money right and, and how they come up with that calculation is like beyond me i think yeah you, you, a, you, a lot of it's guessing a lot of it's the movie trading places, um, a lot of it's right? a lot of it's trends a lot of it's like um you have know you seen how, trading how many places? people are buying into this what's that have you seen trading places Not a long time I, I, but yeah, yeah. Well, because they like the the whole trading floor scene at the end, like they they did the whole thing based off how the stock market actually works. Like, you know, stock market people have watched that scene. It's like that's exactly what it is, and they manipulated it because they withheld information and they released information to certain people at a certain time, and they manipulated the prices. And that was what nineteen eighty four. I think the yeah. movie came out. Yeah, exactly. And, and now things have gotten even crazier with the with the advent of like computer systems and how and how computers trade and oh yeah making, they have micro trading they, yeah and making millions automated. of transactions in like in like seconds, seconds. it's insane, um, but yeah so this, this yeah people getting richer and all that stuff how do we even get to this conversation radio <laughs> I'm talking about radio and that was just a random comment from the very beginning I, I i woke up this morning going what are we going to talk about today besides tragedy and then so speaking of radio yes one reason why i don't like always playing npr when my kids are in the car because they're young kids and like i switched quickly switched it this morning because as i turned it on they were talking about the tragedy in atlanta this from tuesday on the morning's radio and i was like i don't want my kids hearing this right now before they go to school so i switched it off but i think that's our message. Yeah, I was thinking about the podcast this week, and I was like, "Oh, you know, last week we talked about fun things, and we, you know, we got to talk <laughs> we about go some again. video games and stuff like that." And it's like, "Oh, things are going, you know, things have been going a little well, bit I, better." Anyway, I do I have a Civ, I do have a Civ Six update. Okay. First Maybe of we'll all, I'm about. Oh, well, real quick, I'm about to win a culture victory, and second, someone made a mod that lets you play as the Empire from Star Wars. That's pretty cool. So you can have star stormtroopers as your soldiers. That's... And and Palpatine is the 
ruler. Is the ruler? That, yeah. That's that's pretty cool. That that was my update. Okay. Now that's on to, a, now on <laughs> that's a good that's a good endorsement for buying the um the computer version. Because that's not going to happen on the Switch. But no, probably not. So yeah, so switching gears to the the tragedy in Atlanta this weekend, um, or this week. What was it? Wednesday? Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, this whole week has been flying by. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say that hasn't already been said, but I mean, we definitely want to want to touch on these things. Um, it's it's almost embarrassing the way people have treated this. Um, you hear you hear like it's always when you have a white mass shooter that people try to find excuses for the person. Where, where's the justification? Why why yeah, did they do always, it? Yeah, what was wrong and, with and, him? And yeah, you want to know what their motive is because you want to like maybe stop <laughs> systemic issues from happening. But but it's almost like I feel like people are trying to sympathize with this guy, and it's it's like he murdered eight people, and and to not and people are trying to not classify this as a hate crime. Right, which is what I think the thing that bothers me the most. Um, you know, even I think the Atlanta police came out and was like, "Oh, we're not, we're not sure if we can classify this as a hate crime because the the shooter says it wasn't racially motivated." And well, yeah. <laughs> How does the shooter have just the? He shot up three Asian massage parlors. Um. Uh, so I don't know how you don't classify that as racially motivated. Um, I'm like, I understand if, you're, that if you're the shooter, if you're the shooter, how do you get to decide what the, what the, uh... um, you know, there were witnesses there. I've heard that have said that he said, basically, I'm here to kill Asians. Um, but again, because it's a, it's a white male, the police seem to be more apt to believe the, the shooter instead of the victims, or mm-hmm. the, at least the people that were the witnesses that were there. And now we have victim shaming going on as well. Because yeah, also there's... it's it's rumored that these are like, quote unquote, massage parlors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know? mean, I don't think there's any allusion to what these massage parlors actually are. And he, I think, he has I a sex all, I think we all know um, yeah, what they so... are. But this comes, this I mean, this is a whole bigger, broader issue about legalizing so, sex work and making and making it right. So now we're sh- and... yeah, we're sh- we're we're shaming sex workers now because so it's victim shaming. Yeah, um, um, and that's another reason. It's like that's... oh, you know, he's a he's an upstanding white male citizen. And these are Asian yeah, they, they tempted sex him workers. Into, yeah, basically they tempted him into committing horrible crimes, which is is ridiculous. It's it's embarrassing. He just hates himself, is what it but, is. But I mean, we, I think reports in the you know, in the past year or so have talked about how Asian hate crimes are on the rise because yep. of our former president coming out and saying things about um, China. And let's be honest, like the China most, virus. Most white people in this in in the United States, like don't really differentiate between Asian cultures, right? They have, right. Because, I, because there's really like very little way to like put a, put a picture out there about it. Like we just like a lot of people, and I don't say we, cause that's obviously we don't want to do that, but a lot the of people Royal we. do yeah. um, oh. just kind of combine Asia into one kind of culture and race. And that's, that's not the way things work either. First of all, Asia is a giant continent that goes from like Russia <laughs> all the way right. to Vietnam. So we go from, you know, Slavic to India to, you know, it, it, it's wide ranging what Asia is. So really, we're even narrowing down to Southeast Asia. I mean, that's a problem. If you're, if you're talking about what, if you're talking about what we consider Asian is really Southeast Asia. 
and then within that you have several different cultures like you have laos you have vietnam vietnam you have korea you have china you have japan you know and, and there's a you know a couple others in there that i can't think of all the names right now but it's it's like you said to just say asian or or anything that anyone that you think looks asian is chinese it's like the cultural differences between them they have similarities but they also have big differences and first of all to obviously to judge anyone on their cultural heritage alone is wrong anyways and to assume what their cultural heritage based on what they look like is wrong because you don't know without talking to them and having a conversation with them um you know culture you know if you're if you are educated on their culture because i have worked with um you know we've had foreign programs come over here during the summer and i've worked with both japanese and chinese students and there are cultural differences Based on how they're Huge raised, cultural and how differences. They're, I mean, the and, both, both and so countries like, at war for a large part of this history of the of the, of the world. Well, so I mean, but my point is like, physically looking, you know, you you should not make a determination of whether they're Chinese or Japanese. But knowing, knowing what their cultural differences, I can, and having interacted with many people before, I can know what culture they're from based on how they treat you, how they introduce themselves to you. You know how they, you know, what in the manner that they bow is different between the two cultures. It's the subtleties are different, are huge, and it's amazing. Um, but yeah, to, well, a lot of people in this country like to, like, like you said, like to put people in boxes, yeah, based upon how they look, which is this is going to get you in a lot of trouble because it's not the way the world actually works. Even China, I mean, it's, like how big China it's, is, it's a, way, it's a way to simplify things for people that isn't accurate. That's, that's like saying that's someone from problems. that's like saying someone from you know Manhattan is the same as someone from Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, yeah, they're both I mean, Americans, but they have different cultures. We we act differently whether you're city life or country life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but you, you do you see the same thing with African Americans? You know, like there's there's a broad range of people um, you know, of color that come from different places in the world, and to just put them in a in a category based on their color of their skin is where you start to run into problems well first of all not only natural migration that happened over time but also forced migration forced migration which is a big well there, there was natural some natural but there was oh, also yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of forced migration into a lot, several lot more, a lot more forced migration <laughs> is, is, is the problem into more than just america you know into europe and other parts of the world so now you have people that are several generations separated right. from their tribal ancestry and the islands you know don't leave yep. out like you know your jamaicas and your bermudas and your... well exactly the well, they yeah that was part of the slave trade they went to jamaica you know and, and, and so it's just like exactly like to see you know oh you have dark skin you must be african-american oh, where do you come and like no you don't know they could have come here from the uk yeah, race, race is a social construct. Um, yes, I said that in my class the other day. I was like, you notice I never say race because race doesn't exist. No, it really does. I talk about ethnicity and cultural heritage. And that's, I think, that's what people have issues with. They start to tie race with culture, and that's not, they're not the same thing. It's the same, no. it's almost the same way. It's not the same, but it's almost the same way as like, you know, sex and gender aren't totally related. Um, there's, there may be a component there, and there might be some way to like, mm -hmm um generalize but at the same time like it doesn't it doesn't always it doesn't always match up the way you imagine it to. it's the way people always imagine it to. i mean at this point I, I feel like myself you know technically i'm what you know cultural you know ethnicity wise i'm I, uh, italian and polish and sicilian and russian but i'm so far removed from those cultures 
like aside from eating food well, your culture is American. is basically yeah, i'm american that's, that's how i think of right? it i'm like i'm american like you know it's my great grandparents that came over here on a boat over a hundred years ago and i've never been to italy i've never been to poland or anything and if i go there i'm gonna be a foreigner i'm not gonna know anything about anything <laughs> well you don't even speak the language definitely not. I no i do not um, I, I i can call you a pig but you know but yeah, but I mean, the shooting. I mean, there's there's so many different facets that you can you can touch on. Um, you know, the the, the rise in Asian hate crimes, mm-hmm. um, the way people fetishize um, Asian women in this country, um, or maybe throughout the world. I don't I don't know. I'm just talking about uh, no, what I, I know. Um, that is a thing. It's a, it's a it's a huge thing, and you know, the the shooter apparently did frequent these um, these massage parlors. And that was just kind of his way to um, exercise his own demons. Um, another thing that I wanted to point out that that bothers me is that we're not talking about the religious component of this at all, mm. um, because he, you know, he he did have strong religious beliefs, and he felt like the, his, oh, his my light died. <laughs> and it feels like these justified um, his actions um, because he was trying to exercise his his sex addiction. Um, it, it, it speaks to a way we, we talk about sex in this country. Um, and, you know, we kind of talked about how that affects sex workers and the way we treat sex workers and, um, you know, push, kind of push those into the, into the, into the back, back rooms and that makes it dangerous for people. <clears throat> and there's, 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 there's so many kind of facets about this, this thing that happened that we're not talking about. And I think that's kind of what bugs me the most about mm-hmm. it. And the fact that, like I said, people are trying to make excuses for this kid. Um, the, the the officer came out saying that, oh, he had a bad day. I saw that clip and I was like, come on. An officer who I've had lots has, of bad days. Has, has posted social media posts about um, racist um, tropes against China and, and, the, and the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the I saw that. Yeah, he had the coronavirus, the the China virus shirt. Yeah. Um, so we are, we already it's like and it's like you're a person of the law, and we know what side of the law you already fall on. Right, and that's and that's and that's another thing that people don't talk about is the is the is the abhorrent racism that's inherent in in police culture. Um, that's that's just another facet to this thing. There's there's so many things to talk about in this one incident that and people are just focusing on. Oh well, it was another bad crime and done by a, a white person that we're not really going to talk about that much. Um, it's, it hasn't gotten as much play as I thought it would. It's interesting to see that this time around, like the whole gun issue really hasn't been brought up. No. Yeah. Right. I haven't a seen anything about that. I think you know, people you know, are more out of the anti-gun crowd pushing, pushing this one. Right now, people um, are I think more that has to do with about... the fact that there is so much to talk about other than just, just right. gun laws. It's the, it's the, it's the cultural, attack it's it's more about the asian american community that is like a, you know scared about this like yeah, it's mean, not, like you said this is the biggest of, thing that's you know, happened but this has not been isolated we've had you know on campus we've had an issue with it you know um so it is going across the country and it's like you said before is stuff that was stoked by our former president that made this a racial issue about the the coronavirus and and causing those problems and it's it's you know beyond wrong and to your point earlier about you know we're we're trying to find like 
justifications because he's a white guy and why he did this versus last year when George Floyd was killed, it was look at how bad this person was. Right. How can we, right. How can we, blame, how can we justify can we this killing victim in, in that, in that it's, case? Yeah. So it's always victim blaming when the perpetrator of the killing is white. Right. You I know? Mean, yeah. I mean, that's nothing new. <laughs> you know, that's, and, that's, that's not a, that's not a new phenomenon. No, it's, 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 it needs to be addressed. Um, but in a big people, way. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, what, what, what do you say about this tragedy other than like it, there's like i said there's there's so much to talk about when it comes to this this one incident that i think things are kind of getting lost in the in the woods mm-hmm. um because like we, we just rambled off like you know four or five different issues that 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 stem from this you got sex work you got asian hate crimes you got um religious mentality of, about sex um well you know when it comes to like the sex work and so here's my thoughts on this um, especially with sex work, right? And there's, there's definitely places where it's legal in this country, but most of the places it's not legal. And like, which pro- I'm trying to think of which end to start with, uh, with this conversation, because there's the, well, if you legalize it, you actually, you protect the workers more. They have more protection because now they're not beholden to pimps. They, they're not, living in squalid conditions you know they have legal rights they can you know they're they're not going in and out of jail they can go get tested right if something happens to them right they can go you know if they have a client that gets abusive they can go to law enforcement um so there's a lot more protection for them and here's the thing people whether it's legal or not it's gonna happen and the fact that we, we make it illegal because it, you know, most of our laws go back to a Christian Judeo uh, origin of trying to be moral, and I understand that. But at well, the same time, purity, right? it's yeah, we're trying to be pure. The, the, the Puritans that came over, and we try to be, yeah, like you said, we're trying to be all the Puritans. But it's going to happen. So why don't we just protect people instead? If you want to really be helpful to people, give them protections. Don't make, don't you're, you're basically by trying to be pure. By, by trying to be the doing the moral thing you're actually doing the least moral thing possible i mean even jesus had a prostitute for a friend yeah i think that's a pretty famous story <laughs> in the bible that people yes don't, mary don't magdalene like... it's like that's the thing it's like you know if you if you're a christian and you believe this and that's what you say you follow and yet you at the same time are denigrating these people that are sex workers I mean, they're people. Yeah. They're doing a job. You know, let's give them protection. Let's I mean, sure let them get health insurance. About, you know, Christian hypocrisy. Like that's not. Oh, yeah. That's not a I don't easy. That's that. not a. That's not a hard subject <laughs> to bring up. I mean, you, there's there's so there's so many things you can talk about, like helping the poor and and yeah. And, and here's the fun fact: it's like you don't personally have to endorse sex working to say it should be legal and protected. No. Like, well, it's the same thing with abortions, right? You see this you exactly see the same what I was when say. it comes to abortion. Exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. Because personally, I would not want anyone I know to go get an abortion. I, I had a student once years ago tell me very subtly that she had like the morning after pill. And I was kind of like, you know, I was taken aback by it, whatever. And I was like, mm, that's okay. You know, but at the I same time. After pill? 
Uh, no, I was. Oh no, she actually had an abortion. Um, I, I'm not gonna say. Obviously, I don't even remember her name at this point. This was like 15, well, yeah, no, I mean, 18 years. I wouldn't <laughs> even if I remember. I wouldn't say it, no. It was. But, 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 no. Um, but at the same time, like, so personally, I would not morally want to do it or encourage anyone it's I know a good to thing do that it. You never will have to, Keith, because you're right. you'll never be pregnant. Well, yeah, but I mean, let's like, put that, let's put that out there too. <laughs> like, I, I like you're, want... you're 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 a man. You'll never be pregnant. You'll never have to have an abortion. It won't be. Won't be. That is, that is a that is a fact. Um, I do not have ovaries that I know of. But you know what I mean. I I don't want anyone I know, you, you know, even if it was like, we, you know, if I had gotten someone pregnant or whatever, I wouldn't want them to do it because I would not feel comfortable with it. At the same time, I. Th- think it should be legal because again people in weird situations aren't going to go out and get abortions and then you're going to cause more problems by people going to uh places that you should not be doing abortions back alley abortions things like that where right, it puts now you're at risk. putting everyone at risk and i really think we're talking about the i've always think we're talking about the wrong end of the problem because if you're already talking about the abortion we've gone to the wrong end where you start is the education beforehand and it's all because because it's the the uber conservative family that doesn't want to educate their kids about sex because they think abstinence is the only policy until you're married and they don't tell their kids about the right ways to do things just in case they get in trouble and right. then and they, we know, we know they end up getting pregnant by accident abstinence only education does not work we know i mean it's there's there's plenty of statistics out there to, to confirm that absence only education is the wrong way to um, right. to go about things. And not only does it, it doesn't work as far as abstinence goes, it also leads to higher rates of um, abuse mm-hmm. because children don't know how to express um, when they are sexually abused and, and they don't know that don't know how to, um, you know, come out and, and, and tell somebody about something like that. So, and say, say you are, say you're a young girl and you've been taught absence only and then, Either oh you go out. You gotta stop. You gotta stop no, putting this no. into a gender box. No, no. This this, this makes sense because you can't get <laughs> pregnant if you're a boy. That's fair. That's but, where I was going. Okay. You, you cut me off too soon. Well, you can get gonna... pregnant if you're a boy. If you have ovaries. So if you have ovaries and you're young and you've been taught abstinence only, and then either you engage with a person of the opposite gender that can impregnate you, or you're forcibly done so, but you've been taught abstinence only and you've been taught it's a sin. How comfortable at that point are you to go to your parents for help? Or are you going to go off on your own to try to find someone to help you? Because if you have been taught by your parents that this is an evil sin and you should not do this, and, and then you would do it. it, and you're going to be punished for it, and you go and it goes and happens to you, whether willingly or unwillingly, either scenario, it's less likely that you're going to go and ask for help from your family. Whereas if you are brought up and you're educated about, okay, this is how you can protect yourself. You shouldn't, you know, you should still wait until you find the right person because you don't want to make a mistake and you don't want to get in a weird situation. But if you do find yourself in that situation, make sure you protect yourself. And if something ever happens, you can still come and talk to us because we don't want you to go through anything alone. So if God forbid, you know, that does happen and you become pregnant and you didn't want to, we're here to support you and get you through this and not think that you're on your own because that's where I think a lot of the problems happen and that you take care of that abortion rate goes down because all of a sudden people have a, either they are educated better to be able to prevent 
from becoming pregnant in the first place, or if they do become pregnant, have a support group that will help you raise the child and you're not feel like you're on your own. Yeah. And I think we can so even box over. I think we can even tie this back to the, um, the tragedy um, because, you know, the, the shooter claimed to have a, a sex addiction and Don't thought the proper way to deal with the sex addiction was to murder his. The people um, that gave him the sex? Yeah, the, 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 the people that, that, that enabled that it enabled, I guess that's not the word I want to use, oh. but in his mind, in his mind. Well, yeah, his mind enabled. It's like enabled him. To, it's like if you had to, a gambling problem going up and shooting up the casino kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of an icky word to use for the situation. But in his mind, yeah, I guess these people enabled him. And his way of getting rid of his temptation was to was to murder them instead of which would probably be the the better way to handle things is to actually talk to somebody about his sex addiction like um a mental health worker and and and, and do something mm -hmm. about that a little more health in a, in a little more health i mean i don't even know if the kid really had a, a sex addiction or not he might have just that that's the way he kind of internalized things because again of his of his deep religious views and how um religion and sex kind of gets sometimes or very, He's um, smart enough very to know that a hate, together in a very unhealthy way. He could also just be smart, just smart enough to understand that if he gets branded with a hate crime, it comes with a stricter punishment. So he's trying to say he has a sex addiction, so he can't get brand with I don't think that's his. I don't think he's thinking of those these kind of things when <laughs> you know. He clearly wasn't thinking a lot on Tuesday at all. Right. I mean, when you go murder somebody, I don't think you're thinking, "Oh, is this is a hate crime or not." You know, I think it's. I think. I mean, it is a hate crime, but I don't think you're. I don't think the person doing it is thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna." The question I mean, is, even that, in his mind, he wasn't committing a hate crime. Like he obviously he's coming out and saying like this wasn't racially motivated, but at the same time, from from an outsider's perspective, you can obviously tell that it was racially motivated because he literally targeted like a racially a, ra a racial place, an Asian massage parlor, right? It's, mm -hmm. So it's you know from a, from an outsider's perspective and, and, a, and a, an objective perspective, yes, it, it was a hate crime. Not to mention, I think. Um, you know, violent crimes against women can be classified as a hate crime. Mm -hmm. um, That's especially true. Against sex workers should be classified as a hate crime because, again, we, it's we, a group of people. We need to protect these people. Um, it, it, the laws should should help enable them to be protected rather than to demonize them and to um, have the kind of have society like look down on on, on, on sex workers. Mm -hmm. um, that's you know that's something that's you know would benefit society in, 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 in many ways. Um, you, you're starting to see it a little bit. Um, I think uh, sex work being a little bit more normalized, um, especially because of the internet. Um, but again, like Only the, the Trump administration, you know, hate to talk about the Trump administration bringing them up so many times, but they did a lot of work to push sex workers back into back alleys and, and you know, shady, shady, shady practices that that endanger people's lives so yeah it's sad it's 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 sad and i you know what the problem is that we always try to look for solutions to things like this and i think we've kind of touched upon like how we can make things better but at the same time i don't think a lot of people um are willing to take those steps to make things better and that's that's what kind of makes me the the most pessimistic about this kind of situation Mm -hmm. so yeah um it's a tragic note that was down, down downer note yeah that was downer 
So, so, um, so you real quick. Hear, you want to hear the thing about Fox News that I heard this week? I always like to hear things about Fox News. So um, apparently earlier in the week, I think on Monday, I sent you the link just before. I don't know if you saw I it. I didn't get a chance to read it, but yeah. It was I'm just sure a tweet. Well, it was, was twenty. It was a twenty-second clip. So, but uh, well, I was busy. <laughs> I, seriously, you're trying to turn the camera on, you know. Setting up my camera and, and uh, backdrop, even though like this is again is, is an audio podcast. podcast. I, I do a lot of work to set up the the, the video for no reason. I don't know I, why. I don't do my makeup. Makes me, makes me so look better. Very, I'm very red. Well, you can actually my the angle of my camera is really bad right now, but that's, that's another story. Um, so apparently, and I, and I really only got wind of this cause I was on other social media and I, I saw it. So I looked it up, but the irony of all ironies, Fox news has enlist is trying to enlist Gen X to help cancel cancel culture. So Gen X, cancel the cancelers. Gen, so the Gen X, fight, the only way to fight cancel culture is to cancel more people. But then a lot of Gen Xers that I saw on social media reminded me like, and I, and I remember these. If you remember back in the early 80s and the mid 80s and through the 90s, the boomers, the people that are upset about cancel culture right now, tried to cancel Dungeons and Dragons, tried to cancel, oh, yeah. tried to cancel rap music and heavy metal music. Remember, we had the whole decency hearings about music yeah. and, and D. Snyder was up there and that's where he got our parental advisory labels on CDs, which is actually a selling point. It still, <laughs> happens. True, it still happens. True irony. I know, happens. but... You, you, but you get my point. It's like they're trying to – the generation that they, they tried to cancel Gen X and now they're cancel asking Gen X. Cancel culture is not a thing. Help. I, all right? I, Anyone I, listening out there who thinks cancel culture is an actual thing, you're wrong. It's not a thing. Just people like there's no war on Christmas People either. are trying to make it a thing because it supports their argument. But it's not an actual thing. Right. Number one, a lot of these things that are getting canceled, as we talked about in the past, have not been canceled by the government or by radical leftists. No, it's been a capitalist – thing it's like you know a book company saw that these six books one they were outdated material because of the content and two they didn't sell well same thing with potato head potato head the same Did, thing with popular pew Pe oh popular oh my god the popular pew thing the popular pew memes have been off the charts lately and That's, i don't i, got I don't understand why so to be honest popular pew cartoons were probably one of the, some of the worst out of the looney tunes and not just because of the content they just were boring so I always thought when as a kid the joke to me was oh he thinks the cat is a skunk, that was the joke he's right? A skunk and the cat doesn't like the skunk because the skunk is, is, is smelly, and it was. But clearly that's not the joke. The the you know and then and now when you look at it now it's like, wow that was really creeper status. That's well, I think what a lot of people are aren't realizing is that the, like this is a lot of the way men especially back then i'm sure the men were writing the cartoons at the time um, acted <laughs> this is the way they act this is the way courting they thought the appropriate way to court was like i'm just gonna i'm just going to i'm just gonna force myself you you so much until you finally finally go out with me and i don't even think it worked in the cartoon I, some people no. pointed that out and that that's not the point the point was isn't that that it wouldn't work <laughs> right the point that it was a cartoon made for children that that explained this behavior and even though it wasn't a successful behavior, it's it, it showed that it was a way to 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 act, and it was a it wasn't um, totally non inappropriate. So I think that's the issue. Someone um, I know posted this week like WAP at the Grammys and Pepe everyone you can't every conservative I think I know posted and I was like these the things of, are not equal. No, they are not equal. This is a an adult talking about her adult body. 
designed for adults to listen to. And but it was at the Grammys. And this is now a kid can't watch the Grammys. Don't watch the Grammys anyway. This is ridiculous. Nobody, nobody should be watching the Grammys. It's, well, it's not like they played the whole song at the Grammys, did they? I don't know. With well, she the did the dance, and people okay. were like, "Oh, there were out." People are always outraged about these kind of things. Oh, and they're outraged. They don't that... realize that these are the same people that that want to cancel like someone like Cardi B for 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 WAP. And but we like, can watch the the Rock City. I mean, the the Rockettes dance in their high heels and Skimpy's clothes in time because yeah, that's but the rock singing about their vaginas keith so it's okay <laughs> like but then but you know but guys can talk about their their male thing whatever they, way they, they want can. to because they're you, know, you talk you talk you, you go back to the to, you know to, to the 80s and the, and the 70s and um, even before that i'm sure there were a lot of coded songs about oh genitals. so many like did anyone come out and want to cancel kiss for all their songs i mean they sang <laughs> about their penises all the time Oh my God! I mean, half their—I'm sure half their songs are either about penises or cocaine. So no one wanted to go out. No one was. Well, I'm sure people were crying to cancel them, but it's the—it's almost. The, I feel like it's the same Lick people now up, that are crying about up. Cardi B. And what's what's the difference, Keith? What's what's the major difference uh, between gee. a band like Kiss and, and Cardi B? There's two major differences. Uh, one. Hard, they're kind of hard to pick out. I don't know. Could it be that well, four white males and one black woman? think that's 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 uh i think that's the two big major differences oh uh, yeah race and gender that's, yeah race and gender be, right there seems to but, be but you know kiss, big, they're uh, jewish though so it's different they were jewish so yeah. but i don't think they kind of are didn't really present come tense as, they're still alive that's true <laughs> um but they didn't really come across as jewish did it? it wasn't like they were like out there like you no know, they, they weren't were, well they didn't have space yonkers. lasers at the time so they probably did have space lasers. maybe that's where the space Ooh. lasers come from <laughs> maybe kiss when you talk about the kiss army that's actually what they were doing they were building they're building the Kiss Army the whole time. <laughs> we shouldn't bring her up because she's going to manifest herself if we start talking about her again. I we haven't uh, heard from her in a couple who? weeks. Who? Um, the the crazy space. Oh loser, yeah. Oh. Jewish space loser woman. Um, I'm forgetting her name, which is good because I don't want to remember. I know it. Yeah. She said something else crazy this week. Forgot. Did she? Damn. Yeah. I thought I, she was going away. No, she's she's an elected official. Yeah, but she needs to go away. Yeah, just don't give her any. Just don't don't give her any freaking airtime. Well, that's why I also don't. You know, it's it's one of those things. Like I don't want to say her name. I don't. I didn't want to say the name of the shooter in Atlanta because I don't want to give breath to it. people's names. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I don't know, know it off the top of my head, but you know, I don't. Care. I don't, don't want to. I wasn't gonna. I was thinking about looking it up. I was like, no, I don't want to give him uh, credit. Yeah. That's like sometimes I, I appreciate on like on TikTok where when people do responses to people that are being bigots or whatever. Cause like you can do a thing where you stitch to the person's original things. So now you both get views. I see some people like they'll just copy the video and repost it without crediting the original person. Cause like, I don't want to give this person any more views than they already get. But what they said is stupid. Like yeah, so conservative that, TikTok is a weird place. Isn't oh, it? I have not ventured in there. I, like, I don't have, a t- I don't have a TikTok. Some things I, creep in, but I have not gotten there. I, I do. Like, I'll be honest. Most I'm on D&D Conservative TikTok. people I know on Facebook have gotten the unfollow button. Yeah, there are a few that I still that I that I'm, I haven't unfollowed yet, and I can't. Done. Um, they're they're more the ones that I'm more likely to like have like better arguments with because they don't they'll either not respond to me <laughs> or just like complain about how people always just show up to argue with you. Um, so that's fine. I don't I don't mind that. But I think a lot of like the the, the few people that I 
haven't unfollowed yet. We don't really get into arguments. It's basically like they'll post something, I'll retort to it, and they'll just like my status because they don't want to argue with me because they really don't have any arguments for what they're what they're posting. But yeah, I, um, the one the one person, and he's he's even older than than us, but he's on he's on the TikToks, and um, he he likes to post conservative TikToks, and it's like this, and because usually they're, they're you know younger people, and it's just like wow, like this is this is what this is what the conservative youth is, is about right now. Yeah. They're, they're weird. You know, <laughs> like the, we're, I think, you know, I think, I think all Biden young conservatives has. at one point had to have some kind of um, you know, weird mentality just to be a, a young conservative to begin with. Um, yeah. I don't know. But at the same time, yeah. I mean, to, to, to go out there because TikToks look like hard work too. It's not, they're not easy. Like videos to make sometimes. You do this, you go, yeah, there's, done. Of, there's some editing in there involved and like, no, you know. but you can do it all within the app yeah but still I mean, it's, it takes a little you, bit of work or you can edit outside the app and then upload it later you can always like you know can you yeah you can i, I think because i think you can because you no know, people like upload clips from like youtube on there huh. you know so <laughs> i never i i never give credit to anyone that's just uploading other people's material I'm like no you're not getting a like for that i mean i enjoyed it but you just copied something from youtube yeah, and posted you don't get, you don't get, sorry sorry you're you not getting credit your algorithm no, it's no. you just, i want i want original content that's right if i'm gonna no. link your stuff it better be original you know give me give me some there is a construction worker who just started this thing called can i hit it with a hammer he goes hey guys i'm here again with uh can you hit the hammer <laughs> i have yeah you ever have a sink and wonder can i hit that with a hammer I like the joke better when it was uh, done on Community. Can I fry that? There was a whole class. Well, do you remember, like mid two thousands, there was a, an advertisement for a blender, and they used to do the like, "Will it blend?" And I do put, remember they that. They put different things in the blender and to see if it blended. And one day he put Chuck, a figure of Chuck Norris in, and but it the blender. No, um, <laughs> he dumped it all out, like all the because it was Chuck Norris and a bunch of bad guys, and it blended it all up, and then on the pile of plastic on the ground, Chuck Norris rose from the plastic. <laughs> I was like, Norris even... memes. Uh, uh, Chuck Norris. <clears throat> oh, I said, the, uh, I said it last week on Facebook, what happened to all the Chuck Norris jokes? Can we go back to that? Yeah. There's just so many. It's just, <laughs> I, was, I was talking to somebody the other day time. about um, social media and how like everything's, everything's political. Like you said, it has a lot to do with the way like the algorithms run because they want people to engage and that's how people tend to engage. But I said, this is, this is what happens when people complain about like everyone just posting their dinners and like, cause I, you know, how you get the Facebook memories. Like you go, like I go through like my Facebook memories from like 10, 11 years ago was basically just like, I'm going to the gym. Huh. Yeah. I just woke up. I woke up for work. Cause you, you didn't really know what to post. And there wasn't like a lot of like, I don't think you could share things back then. Right. You couldn't even like, no, remember the, the first Facebook really, you could post links, but the first, the, like the early Facebooks, it would kind of have like, it'd be like Keith is and like dot, dot, dot. And like you fill in like Keith is, and then you like make a status, like what you're doing. Right. Remember? So it's like you, you were almost prompted to like <clears throat> talk about what you were doing and not like have a conversation. It was just and like, like, Keith oh, is this is what I'm mad about today. But, yeah. Keith is eating dinner. Like, <laughs> And everyone started complaining about, oh, everyone just posts their dinners on Facebook. And now, now look what it looks like. So that's that's actually. On you. That's I am on part. You. I am part of a group that's 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 exactly what we do. <laughs> my friends Posting made it on Facebook. So well, you... my my uh my friends made a group. We call it, it's called Flavor Chat. So it's just it's only about food. 
people post recipes they make, people talk about food, and that's it. There's no politics allowed. It's only about food. I'm down for that. Yeah. It, like- is, it is a wholesome place. It's the only reason why I still have Facebook on my phone, honestly, so I can post to Facebook to the flavor chat. Otherwise, and while you're thinking of that, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug my YouTube channel. Just just another guy talking about stuff. There's a couple there's a couple cooking videos on there. Oh, are there? Only two. Yeah. Um, I made banana bread and something from HelloFresh. I did watch your episode nine review of Community last week. Oh, what'd you think? Uh, I'd forgotten about that. No, did I forget about that? Wait, which episode was that? Oh yes, no, that was a good debate one hundred nine. Yes. Yeah. No, that was a good episode. It was a good episode. It was one of the best of the early of the, of the first season. Because I'm starting to talk about how communities, um, you're starting to see like a change. It's still like the later episodes where it got really good. Um, the group has more group things to do. Whereas like the early episodes was like, it would pair off people in the group and they would have like, their own. Well, it's easier writing. It's, like, it's easier to write that. Initially, yeah. And there'd be like, know? yeah, there'd be like three different stories in the, in the, in the plot. And then sometimes they'd kind of come together a little bit and sometimes they just wouldn't even. Um, but you know, obviously later when community got really good, it was more the group had one goal and the way the group interacted with each other was kind of what made the show. Well, but, you find that with any show, uh, cause it's like when you, when you first started, even though you've had this concept and everything, you're, you're, you're still trying to figure out what the characters are and you need to see how the characters interact on screen for a while. And once oh, you well, do God, that, if you watch, if you watch community, the, the show, the, you know, the first six episodes, are if you watch the first six episodes and then went back and watched like the first like season six, you'd be like, oh. this this isn't this isn't even the same show. Like, <laughs> like do we have to watch like, season six though? I mean, no. I like season six. Season that was the six. last one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The one on Yahoo. The, the Yahoo. The Yahoo screen season. It, it was okay. Now. It just it was like. No, it wasn't. It, well, it wasn't the, the Gilded Age of Community like seasons two and three. It's like when they um, tried to make Save by the Save by the Bell the second class. I was like, oh. but, even, but even season, um, even season four, which well, when they removed Dan Harmon as showrunner, yeah, um, that got a bad rap. I, I, there's still a lot of good things about season four to to um, to talk about, and I'll get there eventually. I'm writing, yeah, I'm writing my script for um, for my review of, C, of episode ten right now, so I got a long way to go. And the way the way things are going with work and everything, it's kind of taken me about two weeks to make a video. So, well, then after you, after you do community, you have to do glow. Glow is a great show. They got canceled. What I, first, what I should do first is speak out canceled. Episode, they got canceled. Review episode. I know, which is a shame. What I should do first is review the actual glow because I have um, at least a few of those seasons on dvd the early ones oh the on early DVD. i watched the documentary there was a documentary on netflix about Glow. yeah that, that was that that's what that's what kind of um pushed the making of the the, the sick uh, the show, oh, the show? Oh. i don't know if it's well i watched the i watched the well i watched the documentary after i watched the first season of the show so i was like oh, i want to know more about it okay you know i mean i remember watching it as a kid i, I, I love i had no idea it was a thing no oh, yeah it was on my parents did my fox it was before i wasn't encouraged to watch wrestling as a child that's fine. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it was definitely like a good, like kids wrestling show because of all the different characters. Um, yeah. Obviously it was the eighties. So there were a lot of like racial stereotypes, which was kind of the norm back then. Um, oh, should, should, for the listening audience, should we mention what glow stands for? Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. That's right. If you don't know. And if you do know, now, you know, I mean, if you didn't know, you need to go search out the, the Netflix show. 
um, starring Alison Brie. Which is not a documentary or anything like that. No. It's, it's just, they, they touch on some things. It's just taking this scenario and with different characters. But it's, it's basically, okay, this is Glow, but we're just going to make a completely fictional script about Glow. Actually, um, I am only one degree away from it, um, the cast of Glow, because I refereed um, Johnny Mundo, who, was, mm. who played the trainer, who got fired after the first day on, in the show. You know how long it took for me to realize that Awesome Kong was in the show? You know what? I didn't notice that either, to be honest with you. Because she, she looks so much different. Completely different. And it's like, then, because then when she was. She can in, act. Right. So she works for AEW as well now. Because, like, she was on screen at the beginning, but she's working behind the scenes for AEW. And that's when I put the, t- the connection together because they something got mentioned about it. I was like, oh, wow, she was on Glow. Yeah. Crap. Yeah, she's yeah, a really I, good actress. Yeah, she did a really good job. I, I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't even know it was her, to be honest with you. For, I, I love the fact that, you know, they all. And so it's like we took they took a bunch of actresses and trained them to be wrestlers for the show, which is, I think, amazing. Like we're not doing stunts. We're going to do actual spots. Yeah. Which was kind of the way they did um, the the TV show glow, the the 80s, the actual like gorgeous lady of wrestling was basically it was like they didn't. I don't even think the actresses knew they were applying to be on a wrestling show. They just kind of showed up for a casting call. It was like, (laughs) all right, we're, we're wrestling here. Oh, okay. You can kind of tell on the product. Um, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a lot of good actual like technical wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. Um, but but it was entertaining. It was. I mean, I remember being entertained as a kid. Um, probably for a lot of the wrong reasons. But <laughs> that's that's neither here nor there. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention before we we, we got to get cut off because it's running late. Um, I think I may have made a mistake. Oh. Last week we were talking about Governor Cuomo. And I said, I don't, I don't think that he has the numbers to be impeached. Um, I don't, and I think I'm wrong. I, okay. I'm, I'm actually hoping I'm wrong. Um, I think the the tides have turned a little bit this past week. A lot of people are talking about it. Even even Biden had something to say about it. So I think um, a lot of the Democratic leaders in the state are kind of stepping up and saying, like, listen, we need to do something about this. This is a mm-hmm. serious problem. Um, we, we don't know if we trust you to run the state anymore. And like I said, I, like, I don't like to give Como too much credit, but I think he did a decent job in the way he handled the, um, the lockdowns of the coronavirus. I think he, he was smart in like how he followed things. I'm sure a lot of conservatives would disagree, but, um, but I, I think the numbers are kind of telling about how he was able to at least control the virus a little bit. Um, what he did with the nursing homes, hiding the information was, was definitely wrong. I have a lot of mixed feelings about that because I don't know what else he could have, other than hiding the, the numbers. That was obviously the wrong mm. thing to do. Um, but the way he handled the nursing home situation, he, I think he didn't follow the advice of the scientists. I think they just, they didn't really take things into account, like how bad nursing homes actually are. Um, they care way more about profit than they actually do care about elderly people's lives i think people didn't really take that into account and i Mm -hmm. think that's why we had such widespread um coronavirus death in nursing homes but um yeah i think i I might i might have been mistaken in saying that i don't think he's gonna he's he's gonna get the numbers for impeachment because i think uh i think we might get there now whether or not he's found guilty is gonna have a lot to do with the investigation and how that and that gets played out but um well you know that's gonna make it to is he gonna make it through his through his was this his third term yeah third term i think it's yet to be seen Right now, right now, if I had to, if I had to gamble on it, I would. I'm going to say no. But we'll, well that was good journalism of you, right there, to go and correct your error. 
Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's real journalism. I'm not talking right Carlson. Of course, like most, most like most journalists, we put at the end of the show. Yeah, that's another thing. We don't have time to talk about, but what's interesting this week was the the whole. It's not even really worth mentioning that talking about that much because he's just a jerk. But Tucker Carlson and his his tirade against the um, military maternity wear, because oh god, what a bad take! And then the you know the Pentagon actually came out and made a statement against him, and he who he did not like that. He was like, oh my god, the government's trying to censor me, which isn't the case. The government just made a statement about the the idiotic things that you said. They're not trying to shut you down, Tucker Carlson. Yeah, you're um, not being. I wish censored. they were right. I wish they kind of had that power to shut Tucker Carlson down, but but they don't. That'd be great. They do have the Constitution. Um, but I feel like he's I do a- believe in freedom of speech. Except when it comes to Tucker Carlson, he should he he needs to shut up. Although I feel like conservative media is like the Hydra. So you take Tucker Carlson out, two others are going to rise in his place. Well, you talk about Fox News. Fox News to some people now are like are just in line with the Communist Party because they didn't support the insurrection. Oh yeah, so now we have a whole new, more conservative news channel. And... Yeah, what you notice too is not gotten as much press since Trump has stepped down, and I think that's that's a good thing. I think yeah. that it's, 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 it's funny to think about how these things actually have consequences. Um, <laughs> Wait, things have consequences. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's amazing that like the way, how fast things have changed in the past month about how, like, especially right-wing media is getting portrayed in mm-hmm. other forms of media. So that's just another, another point to think about. Well, it's great points. And you've, thanks for wasting another hour with us or yeah. so it's been over an hour now. Um, that was a great talk, and yeah, went fast. I hope. Fast I hope. We, we, I'm hoping we for next week, no tragedies. That's that's my. Let's go for a week with no tragedy. Yeah, let's. Hopefully, we can talk about some more fun things again. Some, you know, soon. I mean, there's, there's so this many things not, that happened we didn't talk about for the news. But a lot, a lot of people have been installed in prison. Oh, we didn't even talk about the fact that for the first time in history, the Secretary of the Interior is a Native American. <laughs> Yeah, well, we just talked. We just did talk about it. So that's, well, there you go. I had to say it because, like, that's historic, historic. It's kind of it is kind of a big deal when you think about it. Yeah. Um, and Connecticut's getting closer to legalized gambling because Lamont made a deal with the casinos this weekend or the, this week to do online yeah. gambling. Yeah, I think uh, New York's going to go. I think a lot of these states are, especially the your your, your blue states are that that don't have legalized online gambling or okay. legalized marijuana are starting to kind Move of push that, that way. way. And I think that has a lot to do with coronavirus because it kind a lot of, of revenue drain, went down. It, it, they drain a lot of the coffers. Oh yeah. So like we need to find ways to, to make money and that's an obvious, easy, kind of easy fix. Low hanging fruit right there. Um, but also too, let's, let's make sure we do that and make sure we release all the prisoners that are in jail right now for low level, um, marijuana offenses. Yeah. Low level drug crimes. Yeah. Honestly, let's just de- decriminalize and, and drugs a sponge there. I agree. Get rid of decriminalize drugs, sponge the records, and and have a better society yeah. for it. And let's yeah, let's get let's get, get people help that need it instead of throwing them in jail because it's not the right answer. Oh, the governor of Virginia good... uh, gave voting rights back to the to former criminals. That was another thing. See things yeah, happen this week. Let's I hope that's let's hope that's fixed because that's what we heard in Florida. Remember, yeah. and then the, the, they were like the people voted for it, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, no, we know, so okay. oh. we know it's a good idea and it's popular." Oh, those but, people, but oh. that's but that's that's not gonna that's not gonna win us conservatives winning elections. So that's the problem. Well, we'll democracy. talk about that well, again. We'll talk- democracy is good. Democracy, we we want democracy. 
Well, let's talk all about, about all that and more next week on another episode of Gen Zen. Next week, the 20th episode coming up. We'll be up to 20. Oh, Thanks man. for listening. See you. Bye.